Why am I so tired right now? God damn. It's a really big question. Probably because it's six o'clock on Sunday and it's a busy weekend. All right, are you ready? I suppose. You suppose. Okay. Check. Your mic works. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll start with a icebreaker and we'll see what we manage center. Should I? I don't know. I always. What are, what, are, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? That's a great idea. <laughs> my brain's a little gone. Wake up. I know. Wake up. Okay. So today I thought we would talk about our first prep together. Mm, good. So your first prep coaching someone through contest prep and then my. This had to be one of the hardest scenarios possible. Your wife. My first. With autoimmune disorders. <laughs> my first show. Um, Asterisk, it was not technically my first show, but it was my first real prep, so it's the one that we count as my first show. Yeah. Um, so it was in April of 2023, so we're going to talk a little bit about how it went, mm. what went well, what were challenges that we kind of knew were going to happen, and then other things that kind of popped up along the way, and then also just some like top lessons of the process, what we might do differently next time, and then maybe a little bit of a dive into what I wish I knew before my first competition. So nice. Yeah, our icebreaker question for today is mm. what is your favorite road trip snack? Nowadays? <laughs> I mean it could be a historical recount. That would that today. would be tuna and rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sugar-free jelly if you're crazy on the tuna, on the tuna and rice cakes yeah, give it a little weirdest. flavor I don't know if I can get behind that one <laughs> uh, no but I mean mm, like if I'm the one driving tip, I would say like typically I don't really eat all that much Right. what about when you're a passenger what would you prefer to snack on hit my macros man <laughs> gotta hit that protein <laughs> If Alex can just pack a meal, he'll be happy. If you can't pack a meal, you can go to a gas station or a convenience store of some sort that has packaged tuna. Mm -hmm. It's it's proved me well so far. It has. Um, Mine, I don't really feel like I have a go-to. I just like, like something to chew on. I don't know, like I'll either get like Skittles or like something that has like a chewier texture or something crunchy. Um, so I definitely have. Yeah, you're big on candy. But I'm big on candy, but I've gotten better. You have gotten better. I've gotten better. Um, After we've back, laid down the law. Yeah, driving back from the show that I did, my um, dessert slash road snack was uh, dipping my. I would break apart my rice cakes and I would dip them in my sugar-free jam because it was dark and we didn't have a knife for me to like spread it on the rice cake. So I just literally like broke it in little like slivers and dunked it in the jar sitting in the back seat. I would go <laughs> home. Um, I don't know if I'd put tuna on it though. I don't, it wouldn't. I don't know about that one. That one's weird to me. I can get behind most of your weird food combinations, but that one just... Jam and tuna and rice cakes. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you're desperate enough, I guess anything tastes good. 
When, when you're desperate to stay as clean as possible and not have your gut hurt oh, that's true. the whole drive. That's true. Some packaged tuna and some rice cakes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. You make, you make a good case. You make a good case. Okay. So jumping in, um, my first show in the wellness division was in April of 2023. It was the weekend of, of Easter, I Thanksgiving, wrong season. Um, it was Easter weekend and I competed in the wellness open and true novice category. And then I also competed in bikini. I just did the not like novice bikini and we'll mm -hmm. talk a little bit about why I did both, but, um, just like thinking about prep in general. So that means I would have started my 20 weeks, right? I was at kind of like a 20 week prep is what you had me. Yep. 20 um, weeks. So I started that 20 weeks the week after Thanksgiving. Um, so thinking about that time frame, basically the first week of December through first week of April, um, were there any highlights of things that went really well along those couple of months? Are there things Anything that stands out as like a better than expected, other than the actual like show outcome. Um, better than expected. I mean, it it went pretty smoothly for the most part. Yeah. Um, would it have gone a little bit better if we didn't start so high in body fat? Probably. Or would have had your thyroid figured out a little bit better before diving in yeah. to it right off the bat. Because I mean, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say if if we if we would have had if I would have done four more weeks probably. So like a twenty four week prep. And I've started out a little bit, just given more time, so you don't have to hit it so hard at the end. Like, what's the thought process behind that? Yeah, if we, if I if you would have had four more weeks, I feel like you would you would have been really dialed. Um, cause honestly, the, fir the first six, six to eight weeks, we were, we were just trying to, well, I take that back. First four weeks we had every That's single, and yeah. That and holidays. So that, that was hard in itself. Yeah. And then trying to figure out what, how, how to even get you down. Cause it, it took us quite a bit of food and cardio to even get you to lose start getting consistently dropping you know what i mean so yeah I could that, that sorry could that have been from the travel or would it would it just have helped to have another four weeks yeah. i i don't know That's or body fat just too hot i don't know which is why i def, definitely like to just after doing this one time or i guess twice with taven um definitely just giving yourself more time to see yeah, these kinds of the process and yeah i mean not that not that we even rush the process no. but no but i mean it definitely opened my eyes as to why a lot of coaches would prefer to make people go through like a 20 week prep instead of mm -hmm. like a 16 to 12. yeah because i mean towards the end it was really at the point where i just had to pull you consistently week to week yeah just to make sure that progress was still driving we could get the most that we yeah. could versus like giving it, giving the changes. If, if it was working, give it a whole nother week. You know what I mean? Right. And so just keep pulling and keep pulling and keep pulling. Yeah. I would say off the bat, something I felt like went well is once we kind of had, I just feel like it, 
like as far as like once we started seeing changes because we were pulling every week. It went smooth after it, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just it took a while to really start seeing those changes. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I, I guess my thing would just have been another four weeks so we could have cut you a lot harder right off the bat. Yeah. You could have enjoyed the holidays maybe a little bit more. Right, have like two repeat days throughout the holidays or whatever. Right. And yeah, I feel like I, as much as I appreciate him being eased into the process, I feel like I maybe, didn't, I don't want to say didn't take it seriously because I did. And I still measured all of my food and I, you know what I mean? Like I was focused, I was dialed, I was doing everything I was supposed to be, but I didn't really feel like I was doing much. Yeah, I mean, shit, like, we, we started ways, pretty easy off the bat because like, just wanted to get things rolling. Really <laughs> no. And it's not like I was expecting zero to 500 in a matter of days, but I also feel like it took me a while to really feel like I was in a cut. Mm -hmm. But I was also, my food was really up there, so. Mm, yeah. Um, that, that was the goal, though. Yeah. So That's for sure the goal. Um, we, I competed in bikini and wellness because we weren't really sure what division I would look best in once we got all the body fat off. So we did, um, prior to starting prep, we did a big push for, um, some metal metabolism recovery and just getting my calories up as high as possible, honestly, just to kind of instill some regiment in me and getting my body calories to actually use and build because ideally wellness was the goal, but if you're not eating any food to build the muscle. It's kind of hard to get there. So, um, in that pre prep stage, what do you feel like went well, what would we, what would you maybe do different in the future? If you, if I ever had to do that again, pre prep stage. Yeah. Like the, intense calorie increase um i definitely wouldn't have gone up as fast as i did um kind of like in i've touched everything up. or just in like fats versus carbs yeah in, in everything for sure just food in general um just the more i learn about metabolisms and kind of how reverse dieting has been working for a lot of people really just how your body reacts to things yeah i just I don't think I would have pushed you up as fast as I did. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I definitely, I, definitely closer to what, what I've been doing right now with you reversing out of this show. Right. Yeah. So a little bit less of a shock to the system and more of a steady climb. Yeah. That, I mean, it's definitely gotta, gotta be progressive, but there's just gotta. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I mean, I was still training it like before I started hitting it hard, I was eating, what like a thousand calories maybe from your old coach that or just even my like because i didn't jump straight from my old coach to you like there was a couple months in there where i was coachless oh yeah and that's so, true and then i had to deal with all my SIBO stuff and i was on mm -hmm. a, um i went through a phase of a lot of food issues and digestion issues. And I ended up developing SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And basically it's bacteria that just gets past your, um, like through your uh, small intestine. And then when you eat a lot of, especially a lot of simple carbs, um, 
it basically just feeds the bacteria. And so your digestion system gets really inflamed and has a hard time processing things. So a lot of times it'll present like IBS instead of SIBO. Um, and so I did a four, four and a half, five weeks worth of a <laughs> prescription diet, which was amino acid, like broken down amino acid protein shake, essentially. So I was on a liquid diet because the idea is you can't eat anything that's going to feed the bacteria and it was either some really high like i there were a couple different options presented to me i could either do like an herbal remedy which had varying rates of success that didn't seem super promising to me there was high like a high intensity uh, uh antibiotic and i don't do well on antibiotics to begin with and it was like four weeks worth of an antibiotic and so that didn't really appeal to me or this diet. And the doctor did tell me, she was like, if you absolutely have to eat solid food, like make sure it's like chicken and only chicken or like chicken broth, like absolutely no carbs, no simple or complex carbs. Like basically trying to tell me that this protein shake had all of the nutritional elements I needed to survive. So don't let my body trick me into thinking I'm starving. <laughs> and I honestly think there were days where that stupid diet was probably harder than prep because I wasn't actually like chewing anything. And mm, you don't yeah. realize how much you like need the actual like mastication process to feel satiated. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really hard. And honestly, it was disgusting. And I was supposed to be drinking like 12 to 15 of these shakes a day, like eight ounces of liquid. 12 to 15 of them a day on top of just like regular water intake and then nothing else other than coffee was allowed coffee, water, and the shake. And it was so disgusting that I could barely get four down. And so in the process of that, like four and a half weeks, I lost 25 pounds and I looked like I came out of a concentration mm. camp. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nothing in my closet fit. I felt like I was dying inside. But I tested at the end of it, and my SIBO was gone. So, I mean, it worked. It was just a very uncomfortable four weeks. So once we got that kind of figured out, that's when I was like, okay, Alex, I think I'm ready to start getting back into going to the gym. Because obviously, like, my gym attendance during that four weeks was very sporadic. Like, mm -hmm. I had no energy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, was, I don't know how you could have energy. I was surviving. And it was the end of our dance season so we had all of our show prep coming up and teaching dance and i like i was barely making it through class like there were days where i felt like i was gonna pass out in the middle of teaching just because the days <laughs> lose quick long. quick dr theater <laughs> um, actually doctor prescribed so it's okay doctor prescribed but i definitely did not follow the regimen of 12 to 15 shakes a day so some of it yeah you dummy so gross. <laughs> you're doing like six oh my god it was you're so doing like gross. half the amount of food you're so even supposed gross. to eat oh my gosh no it was so gross and at first like the first week i was like oh i could totally do it do this it's not that bad and then there was just something about it that after that week hit i was like if i have to drink one more of these i might actually puke and so it was just really hard um but we got all that figured out and then we added a bunch of food to my diet and got my calories up and i was mm -hmm. definitely the heaviest i've ever been in my life yep. max scale we got up to about 172 i think was the highest it got on like the super bloated heavy days and to be honest my mental health my 
my mental health about my body was not super good. I mean, to think that you're only, what, like 12 pounds away from that? 10 right now? Currently, yeah. Like it's, it's pretty nuts. Pretty it's nuts, pretty, yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like, my body looks completely at, different, and I'm no. literally 10 pounds away from what I used to be, like, literally not even a year ago. Yeah. Like, that was November that mm -hmm. I last weighed that. So that's crazy. Okay, so um, I feel like I buried the lead a little bit. I competed in bikini and wellness because we weren't sure. Like, we had gotten my body fat up pretty high in this process of food. That's kind of where I was getting at with mm -hmm. this whole story. Um, and so as much as I wanted to be in the wellness division, I decided to compete in both. And we had that mindset throughout the entire prep of just not really sure, like once we got the body fat down where the leg size would actually be. Um, and so I ended up, and I kind of just wanted to see for myself, like on stage pictures against other girls that were competing in the divisions. So that's partly why I continued. I probably could have just done wellness, but I would have walked away with wellness trophy. So I'm so glad I did bikini because yeah. if anything, it taught me also the importance of posing because the po A, the posing is very different, but B, I posed specific to my body for each division. And so I looked very different on stage. Like my bikini yeah. stage shots are very different. Than Absolutely. Stage shots. Um, so I ended up placing first in my bikini novice class. And then I placed first in my true novice wellness and second in my open wellness class. And I think it was class D. Hmm. Um, and then the girl that I lost to in my open class took the overall. So I felt pretty comfortable, like confident about that. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool that I basically went up against the girl that won the whole division hmm. and felt like I did pretty good. But mm -hmm. um, okay, so diving into some of the challenges, both expected and unexpected. I mean, so, I'm sorry. I guess I kind of wanted you to do both just to kind of see what. Oh, yeah. Give your opinion. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to just make this my thing, but you never want to talk. I just get so questions on occasion. <laughs> um, I, I wanted you to do both just, just to see how you actually felt about both and kind of where you actually yeah. stood out towards yeah. other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, natural inclination, what you prefer to work, what look you prefer i mean mm -hmm. when you're building your physique you kind of have to like what you look like yeah i mean that's i mean you don't have to but it definitely I makes mean. it easier when you're not in the gym forcing yourself to do things you hate like if you hate upper body then don't do figure like if you hate what well, if you hate doing leg day Maybe. Wellness might not be for you. Wellness is definitely not for you. Well, the gym might not be for you. I was going to say competing might not be for you because I don't really think there's any division that comes without like leg definition and muscle. But wheelchair. Okay. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> so, anyways, you wanted me to do both because you wanted to see what I had a better inclination towards, what I liked. Um, some of those things, but mm -hmm. do you feel like, do you feel like the results were kind of what you expected out of both? Did you feel like going into the show, did you think I was going to do better in one versus the other? Cause like, to be honest, I did, I was not expecting to place first in the bikini. I felt massive next to those girls. And I know I posed pretty well and I 
was able to adjust my posing so that I looked smaller muscular wise. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. pushing as hard in my back pose and you don't turn out your quads as much. Like there were things that I adjusted so that I looked more balanced, but I honestly standing next to some of those girls, I felt huge. I mean, there's, a, there, there's still a level of muscularity. You got to bring the bikini. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe I like some of those regional shows it either is a hit or miss on whether people show up muscular or not. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it, it still could be worth something, like, in the future, like, yeah. we go to a bigger show, fuck it, why not just try both again? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, I guess it also Worst case, you don't on, place in anything. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, I guess it also kind of depends on, like, by the time I do another show, where am I at? Like, there's this definitely a certain point where you can. I mean, it, in theory, by the time we do another show, I'm hoping your legs are so goddamn massive there's that. No <laughs> that I'm this. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. So, I, I guess I take that sentiment back, but you never know. Your posing's pretty good. Maybe you can make your legs look a lot smaller. Yeah, I do like to pose. I mean, just look at Frida. This past weekend. Yeah, she she did amazing. She walking around, you don't think her quads look that big and then she hits that. No, I was actually yeah, that was my like when I found out she was doing that show, I was like, huh, I'm I'm intrigued that she's competing because like as much as I, I really like her and I love her physique, always have, even when she was in bikini, I just didn't like from everything she was posting, I'm like, She looks great, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't the imbalance that I'm used to seeing as far as like these massive honking quads and legs and just a smaller upper body. Like she's very, she's much more of a balanced look, which I thought was interesting because that's usually like the general sentiment of the division is you're supposed to be bottom heavy. That's the point. Mm -hmm. So I was intrigued that she won. Um, I think she looked phenomenal, but I just going into it, I was I was kind of an acer of like mm, she might place top five. I just don't think she's big enough. So killing me, Roxy. That was kind of cool. To killing see. me. Um, but yeah, Renee Jewett looked amazing. She's she's my goals. So if I can have that tiny of a waist and that big of legs, I will be happy. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, me too. <laughs> anyways, uh, okay. So moving on, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, that's all you got. Um, talking about challenges, both expected and unexpected, with the prep process. So, um, as a coach, were there any things that were like, yeah, I already knew this was going to be a challenge. It was a challenge. This is how I worked through it. And also, like, things that kind of popped up that you're like, wow, I was not expecting that to be that hard or for that to happen. Um. I, I knew your thyroid was gonna be gonna be a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah. But um, after kind of figuring out what how to how to cut you down at a certain point, kind of how much you needed mm-hmm. in terms of your thyroid. Um, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the big thing, other than like just actually just sitting there and watching you kill yourself every day. Yeah. But that, I, I mean, that's not really from the coaching standpoint. Right. Yeah. Um, no, dude, I, I I was really happy with how smooth it went. Yeah. Honestly. Do you think it was harder than you expected it to be to watch me go through prep? 
as coach slash husband. 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 I don't know why I just slurred that. Husband. Was that that part harder than you expected? Because obviously, like, we have a different dynamic than, like, you coaching Taven for that same show. (laughs) Obviously, we're much more removed from her process. Yeah, Taven, here's here's cardio. See ya. Have fun with it this week. (laughs) I mean, if she had questions or issues, she'd check in, but... For the most part, you weren't seeing her her daily torment. So, do you think uh-huh. that that was harder for you than you expected? Was it what you expected? Was I didn't it know what I was expecting. You so you didn't really have any expectations around it. Not really. You just knew it might might be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was fine until probably the tail end where you're doing two hours yeah. or at least pretty close. I'm just. Sitting on the couch playing Xbox while my wife is doing an hour of cardio that I gave her. <laughs> yeah, I would say that hey, you just feel bad. <laughs> yeah, the PM cardio, like the evening cardio, was not annoying to me until about the third week of an hour. Yeah. Like we slowly climbed up like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. 50 minutes, 60 minutes. And then once it was like like second or third week of 60 minutes at night, Alex would poke his head and be like, how's it going? Get out! I was literally, I'd be in such a foul mood that I was like, I don't want you to be anywhere near here because I know you're going to try to cheer me up and I just need to like be alone right now. (laughs) Like this is my alone time and I'm hating every minute of it and I need you to go. (laughs) Well, next prep, don't hate it. No, I think... I just, I guess I, um, my mindset around it was definitely not great. Like, instead of thinking about how I have to do it, I need to think about, like, I get to or I want to because it's going to feed my end goal, which I definitely think I got sucked in towards the tail end of prep of just like, God, this sucks. But I did remind myself regularly, like, this is a suck I chose. Like, nobody's making me do it. Like, it's just, it gets hard. Like, you're... I feel like your mental ability to like correct your attitude gets like it gets harder. Like you have no energy. So it's even hard. Like the effort it takes to think about things differently. is just hard. So if you get stuck in a bad, like bad thought vein, you're just kind of stuck there because it's mm-hmm. so hard to dig yourself out. Yep. But um, yeah, I think for me, I really loved watching my body changed once we started seeing those things. Um, for me, it was an adjustment for sure because prior to prep, I wasn't doing any morning cardio. So like learning how to establish a morning routine and kind of just getting used to that. Um, I feel like it wasn't necessarily a challenge. It was just different. And now that I've gone through that, I actually really like that. And we've kept that into my um, plan going forward. It's just, you can you still do that routine morning tips, yeah. working for you? Yeah. So um, it that was something that it was hard at first or just different at first that I mm-hmm. really ended up liking. Um, for me, I had a couple of things come up in the middle of prep. So like right at the start of prep, we I kind of got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid hypothyroidism condition where your antibodies attack your thyroid. Um and see it as a foreign object rather than part of the body, which causes a lagging thyroid. Um, And so I think that was just an interesting thing to have to 
work with because I was already on thyroid medication prior to that. And so it was just different. Like obviously mm -hmm. it was just keeping that in mind and um, considering that throughout the process. And then um, in the beginning of March, I had to go on a trip for state basketball. Um, <laughs> and that was hard mostly because obviously like I was living, I was in a hotel for four or five days chaperoning with my other, with my head coach. Um, and we had 11 girls with us and there were just things about it that were tough. There were attitudes, there was people not listening. And just, I obviously was very low in my, you know, close to the tail end of my prep. And so I probably wasn't in the best mood or the best mindset for some of that stuff. But, um, I went anyways and I packed all my food and I froze it all ahead of time in Ziploc baggies. And I was eating tilapia at the time. And Alex was like, I remember Alex called me on like Friday of that weekend and was like, Hey, I'm going to Costco for the, for next week. Do you need anything? And I was like, no, the regular like shopping stuff will be fine. It's like, okay, great. Um, also I saw on your allergy list that you're allergic to white fish. How's that tilapia treating you? <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I haven't really noticed much, but like, I'll keep an eye on it. Like I just buy the same stuff as last week. Okay. I guess if you say it's fine, it's fine. And then <laughs> as soon as I got home, I felt horrible on the drive home on Sunday. Um, like just absolutely horrible. It was like a three and a half, four hour bus ride. And I got home, we got home in the middle of the night, like 1am and washed my face, crawled into bed. And the next morning I had a fever of 102 degrees <laughs> and absolute, <laughs> absolute shit. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, I must've just gotten like a bug. Nobody else on the trip got sick. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, like my mouth hurts. And I, I like looked at the mirror and I, this sounds gross, but I opened the mouth, I opened my mouth and like to look at it in the mirror. And I had sores on my tongue and on my cheeks, like chewing soft food, like rice hurt my mouth. And I was like, that's not normal. So that's why I went to the bathroom and I was like, huh, I wonder what's going on. And I look in the mirror and I literally have like open wounds on my tongue and my cheeks. And so I was like, okay, so the whole like white fish allergy is obviously a real thing. And tilapia is obviously. Yeah, we're going fish. back to chickens. <laughs> So yeah, we went back to chicken. So tilapia is officially off. Hey, the books. But you dropped like five pounds over I that did. trip. That's the crazy part is my check-ins. I checked in on Monday. They so looked great. Did I check out on Monday or did I check in on Tuesday? Uh, I think I think Tuesday. Tuesday I'm like, we just just yeah. let it go for a bit. Yeah, you're like, just give yourself a day because I had a fever. You're like, just give yourself a day. I'm like, okay. And then Tuesday, I checked in, and I think that was the first time that I was like. Holy shit, I'm shredded. <laughs> <laughs> and that's with eating something I'm allergic to for an entire week. <laughs> like I said, if we just had four more weeks, man, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like, I'm like, well, if I hadn't had to sit on a bus for four hours, four days apart, and then on a bus and in a hotel and in a gymnasium for four days straight, like mm -hmm. that might have been, a, you know, a I wouldn't say a week wasted because I still went to the tiny little hotel gym. I still did my morning and evening cardio. Like yeah. if anything, I was super proud about how consistent I was able to stay on that. Cause I could have very easily been like, mm, this is too hard. Yeah, Alex, I did it. I'm just going to take the long weekend to recover and just, you know, it's obviously not 
a relaxing weekend, but I could have easily just been like, oh, shoot, the gym's closed, Alex. I couldn't go. But instead, I was like, this tiny little corner closet gym with a treadmill, a uh, uh, Peloton. I couldn't think of the name. A Peloton bike and then literally like dumbbells up to 30 pounds and some bands. And I brought my own bands. So it was very much like it was an it was an interesting couple of days for working out, but lots, I still did it. Lots of band PRs that, that oh, weekend. <laughs> lots of band PRs. There was one bench, so there was a lot of modifications. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think honestly, I feel like it went pretty smoothly until that last couple of weeks for me mentally, like seeing all the changes. Um, like even when I was hungry or things were hard, I was able to kind of tell myself like, gosh, I'm hungry, but that means it's working. And then like seeing progress every week, it was really encouraging to like keep going with the hard stuff because mm -hmm. it's obviously working. But those last couple of weeks with the, the evening cardio, I think that's really what like, as soon as I got in that, like, I hate this vein, I like couldn't get out of it. And obviously I didn't try very hard, but, um, <laughs> I, I didn't expect that to be a problem and it was. And so I definitely think um, now that I know to expect that um, it'll be a little bit easier to kind of shift my, my mindset around that. And then I think too, just coming out of the show, I didn't really know what to expect with my reverse. And then I had a lot of travel the weeks yeah, following good Lord. the show. Um, and so we brought my calories up very slowly. And I think that in my, it's not like I expected to be a shift from like 800 calories the week of the show to like 3000 calories the next week. But I think I just didn't understand how crappy I would feel, like how long it would take my body to recover from being on that yeah, food. Um, and so knowing that, like, I definitely think that's something I want to have a whole like because that's something you're very good at is reverse dieting people. So I want to do a whole podcast topic on that specifically. Um, down that, the road. But that is my jam. I definitely think that was a challenge. I was not expecting like the follow-up of prep. Isn't just the 20 weeks that you're in the prep before the show. It truly is like including the 10 weeks after to get you back to like a maintenance calorie situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I could have just moved the show four weeks again, you know, because those freaking three weeks after Big Sky, it was just like four weeks wedding. after or four weeks before? The four weeks after, it's like wedding. I think I th oh, that's right. You went to Detroit, another wedding. <laughs> yeah, we went to, so we obviously were, we drove up to Missoula and back for the show on Easter weekend. And then the following weekend, we went to Chicago mm -hmm. for a wedding. And then I came home and the following weekend, or no, you came home mm -hmm. and I went straight to Detroit and I was there for a week and then I flew home that weekend. So I was gone for basically a Friday through a Saturday. Um, so like an entire week in a hotel. And then... We were home for a week, and then we flew to Minneapolis. So, Minneapolis yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that seems like forever ago, and yet it also feels like it was just yesterday. Um, and I mean, like right after prep, like that's where you either make or break yourself a lot of right. times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's where either people just binge and kind of ruin their next 
their next year pretty much or they they reverse right and like having you travel basically for like three weeks yeah yeah that was hard (laughs) that was so hard yeah Um, i think the nice thing was is that in detroit i didn't have i mean i had downtime but it was very structured downtime so it wasn't like i could just go find food right like Mm -hmm. we had bought some groceries for like some small amount of groceries for the week just so that we had food in the hotel room because we had a tiny little like kitchen kitchenette like with a fridge and a microwave and stuff Uh but as far as like there wasn't a ton of going and doing it was very much like in the hotel room and i was doing a lot of studying for the week so um it was hard though like i think that was even because i wasn't necessarily working um while there was some structure to my days, I, it, there wasn't a ton either. Um, like I could have easily chosen not to study and to just sit there and watch TV, but mm-hmm. like it was hard to not want to just go across the street to the gas station and get snacks, <laughs> but I didn't. That's the, that's the bonus of that story. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, sorry. I, scroll too far past the topic um come on host okay so what would you say were some top lessons um from the process um give yourself more time than you need and that's honestly i thought like 20 weeks like hell yeah that's that's more than what most people do that'll be plenty of time and you're even still thinking more time than that yeah 24 weeks money right and would that first four weeks be kind of the same thing like you and I just did where no, it's I'd, a little I'd bit cut more you a harder. interest? No, I'd, okay. I'd cut you a lot harder. Start off hard. Yeah. And then have a little bit more time at the end to kind of recover and fill and pull back. If I could adjust. if I could have two weeks of doing that versus just peak week itself trying to de-stress you even more. Yeah, yeah, and I would say, like, even if I'd had four more weeks of hard work, like, even if we'd started when we started and the show was four weeks later and I had four weeks to, like, continue as hard or harder than we were going, uh-huh. I I probably still had a little bit more fat to lose. Like, I could have been sure. more conditioned. Yeah. Um, which we both knew, and that wasn't – I wasn't necessarily looking for, like – level conditioning i it's the best i've ever looked so (laughs) i'm you know i obviously did my made my best physique i've had to date kind of a situation and but i definitely know like that wasn't the peak of my physique like there is more to be peeled back and Mm -hmm. the next time as far as body fat yeah i mean other than just giving yourself a little extra time and really just cutting it harder right off the bat. I think those are the two biggest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what would, so I had that goes into like the topic of like, what would we do differently next time? So I guess making it longer, is there anything else that you would do differently? I think definitely your setup I would do differently. My setup. In terms of one, you're starting. You're starting body fat. I definitely wouldn't get you as high. Right. That, that like didn't help you. A little bit leaner in the. For like sure, the but I, uh, but I mean, like at the same time, that's that's also 
Right, that was just the situation we were in. So that's just the product of your history in the sport, too. You know what I mean? So, right, and if you can maintain a little bit more of a leaner look, it's going to make it so much easier to make the progress from show to show instead of Mm -hmm. chasing the same physique that you had last time. Yeah. Um. Top lessons from the process for me as the athlete. to be honest, there were parts of it that I was like, okay, this is not as hard as I thought it would be. And then there were things that were definitely harder than I thought they would be. Like, for example, coming out of the show, like mentally and understanding that like, so for example, and this was something that came up in a podcast I was watching. Um, but I think it's important information to relay. So I'm going to share it. I, it's, around the mindset of reverse dieting as a lifestyle client versus reverse dieting as a like competition prep athlete. And so um, I definitely like going forward, I'm going to have a better mindset around a reverse, especially when it comes to contest prep, because in theory, like when Alex preps a lifestyle client uh, or not preps, sorry, reverse diets, a lifestyle client to get their calorie intake up so that they can actually have a ceiling to pull from as far as food. Um, generally speaking, those clients lose weight in that process. Like not everybody does, but generally 80, speaking, 80%. they either lose weight or they see significant body composition changes. Yeah. And so in my mind's eye, I knew like, I'm not an idiot. I knew that adding more food because <laughs> like I was obviously going to put on some weight and some body like i'm not stupid to think that like we could increase my calories and i would stay stage lean like i'm not dumb but i think my mindset around (laughs) how quickly my body would hold on to like carbs for like glycogen glycogen storage and like some of those things like it didn't quite hit me until i was going through it of like oh my god like i just feel huge and it's because your body's actually getting nutrients again and mm-hmm. actually like hold it. And especially like that first couple weeks, it's holding on to them because you just cut them out and your metabolism, it's not like it gets broken, but it down, it d- definitely down levels to try to create a homeostasis with the lower calories. Yeah. And so I think the mindset around the reverse diet for me will be different going forward because when I know that I'm coming out of a show, the point is to put on some body fat, to put on, a little bit more weight so that I'm able to then work into a holding or a growing phase and not so much about the mindset of I'm, this is a recomp stage and I'm going to lose some weight. Like if you're losing weight after your show in a reverse diet, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a lot of questions. Let's just be honest. So I think my mindset going around that. And then I do think like, I don't know. I think I almost psyched myself out a little bit because the first part of prep was so smooth and so easy and we didn't hit it so hard off the bat that I think, I honestly think that like once things started to get hard and I had to dig deep, probably like right around like the end of February, beginning of March, like I think my brain was like, oh fuck like this is so much harder than i thought it would be but that's because like my framework of the beginning of prep was so smooth and so easy so i think just knowing what's coming is like keeping it in mind of like okay it might be a slow start 
or even if like the next time you start me a little bit harder, like knowing like I don't psych yourself out. Like it's not like all of a sudden you have failed because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like I think that was kind of the mentality. Like, oh my gosh, the, like six weeks ago, this was so much easier. Like what the heck? What the heck? It's like, well, no, it's, it's gotten harder on intentionally, but it's almost like you're smooth sailing for so long that you're like, I'm crushing this. Like this is so great. And then all of a sudden it gets hard and you're like, oh my God, my, my brain hates me. My body hates me. Like this is hard. And I think just knowing that and going in with a little bit better of a mindset of what to expect will definitely help next time. Mm -hmm. But for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you wish you knew before our first competition? Okay, well, while you're thinking, I'll go. Does that work? <laughs> okay, something that I I did once and I will never do it again. Um, it was probably in like the end of January. So I was, what, like five or six weeks in at that point, maybe seven, eight on my 20-week prep. So I wasn't even quite halfway. Um, I looked up the show, like the live roster, <laughs> And I started looking at the oh the, yeah, the holy thing, you you psyched yourself out. <laughs> and so there were bad. like three days where I was just like, "My God, I'm losing. I'm never, I'm never gonna make it. I'm this is it. This I'm is, placed dead last. I'm, I'm not even close. There's no way I'm, I'm not gonna be big enough. I'm not like granted. Like this is the end of January for a April show, and I'm like, yep, it, I, it's over. I'm not, I'm not lean enough. I'm not. And Alex was finally like, "What is your problem?" I'm like, well. I did something stupid and I looked up a couple of the other competitors. Like, first of all, Instagram is a highlight reel. Second of all, we all know that there are people out there that edit their photos. Third of all, you don't know how long ago that photo or video was taken. So that does not mean that's what they look like today. I was like, oh, you're a good point. On top of that, he's like, we're not even halfway through prep and you're already comparing yourself. To like, you don't look anything like you're going to look on stage. Let it go. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now I get it. I get why you don't do that. It, I kind of knew yeah, when it, as I was doing it, I'm like, I probably shouldn't do this. And then I did it anyways. Oh God, I look terrible. <laughs> so going forward, I will not do that. Um, I'm just going to come the best I can come because you can't control how other people show up. Yeah. And you can't necessarily control the judges' opinions. They're going to come in with their factory or their preset notion of what wellness should look like or what bikini should look like. And depending on who shows up, their minds may be skewed one way or the other. And that's why it's so subjective. Mm -hmm. And I would say those two divisions themselves are probably the most subjective because there's the least amount of hard criteria to judge off. There's a lot more that can be swayed by presentation and posing and all of that than necessarily like, especially men's divisions where you're very focused on symmetry and conditioning and top bottom posing is a factor, but like, how many open bodybuilders are really concerned about what their face looks like while they're like squeezing every muscle in their body. Not very many of them. So like they don't necessarily have to smile and look pretty and they can make whatever faces they need to make to hit the pose. And they're mm -hmm. getting judged off of the neck down essentially. Right. Whereas like bikini and wellness, I mean, figure too, but figure is definitely very set criteria as far as physique. So, um, yeah, so that I will not do that again. And then again, just what I already said was post-show expectations of like, 
really understanding what that process looks like is going to help me going forward because not every show and not every off season is the same. Not every prep, not every response that your body gives is the same, but like during this reverse and this like post-show stage for me, we've been just doing a lot of like health discovery for me as far as my thyroid and some other things. Um, and so first of all, we're going to get a lot of that nailed down. And then, so the next time we know what's going on and second of all, like I just have a better expectation of what the food increase looks like, what the mood swings might look like, what the energy level, like I kind of thought like after that, Easter refeed, I was going to like feel amazing and be ready to like set the world on fire because I finally have food. No. And the reality is that you, there's definitely like the post-show hangover of like, you feel like crap for probably three to four days after the show, just because your body was so depleted and your brain and your body just like takes a couple of days to. I mean, when you're that depleted you. and then you shove your face full of peeps yeah. like that. I didn't eat any peeps by the way. <laughs> Okay, everything else. I eat everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Don't don't go get a cheat meal while your wife's doing a. Ooh, yeah. Nightly cardio. <laughs> to be honest, that was food. close to me getting stabbed. No. <laughs> no, honestly, Alex. The day that pissed me off was the day that I went and picked it up for you because <laughs> you did multiple cheat meals while I was on. There was literally a day where you're like, I don't want to go get it. And I went and picked up your freaking box, box of sushi, boxes of sushi. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. And that was the day I wanted to murder you. Every other day was fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that might have been the meanest thing I think I've ever done. Yeah. So, in retrospect, the next time you have a cheat meal in front of your cutting wife, I'm not going to offer to go pick it up for you. I don't even know why you did in the first the first time for me. I was trying really Really, hard. this is your own fault. I, I can't help no, you here. I think some of it was the people pleaser in me. And the other part of it was I was trying really hard to not let my prep affect your life. Cause obviously living with me while I was doing that is not always sunshine and rainbows, right? Like it's not, it really didn't until you came back and put rat poison on the sushi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I had poisoned you, you would not be here today. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually just a cow ghost. Okay, so yeah. any other? Um, nope. I mean, honestly, that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's really all I had for topic conversations. Um, I will answer one question, and then um, I just I already know I'm going to get asked this because I said that like we keep talking about the next time I do a show. Disclaimer: There is no show picked out. There is no timeline for a show. My First priority is getting some of my hormones and my thyroid figured out, which I have a couple of appointments coming up for that. And I probably will be sharing a little bit of that on my social media, just because I feel like it's helpful for people to understand that like, this is just something you come across in the sport. And if you're not taking care of your hormone health, um, you're going to face a lot of challenges and it's definitely worth getting checked out and figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I just feel like once we get that figured out, like it, 
it's not like, oh, I know the answer to my problems, and so now it's time to start looking at shows. It's going to be, okay, I know some of, like, I have some guidance around my my health issues, and now it's time to get those corrected so that we can grow. Yeah, I mean, I mean what's the hurry? Exactly. So just because I know I'll get that question because we keep saying, my next show, my next prep. There is no show picked out. There's no prep. I likely will not will not compete until 2024. So, hmm. which I'm fine with. I'm not in a hurry. I would rather my next one knock it out of the park and do really well and take the time to grow now so that I don't have to constantly be taking like six months to a year off because every time I do a show, I get different feedback because I definitely feel like the industry changes enough that if you're constantly in and out of the circuit, yeah. you don't have enough time to catch up to you what don't. they're actually looking for. So if you can just work on it and nail it, it gets much easier. Whether you're chasing your pro card, whether you're just wanting to place top five, like whatever your goal you've set for yourself is like, it gets, if easier. you want to look different, you got to spend some time exactly. actually adding a muscle exactly. says the man who's on what almost year two of, off season basically so yeah. maybe next year <laughs> is yeah, that it that's it so that's all you got yeah if you have questions you have instagram questions i there. do have instagram questions okay let's see let's see if they're they are any good what's the theme of this week's podcast <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one. I will say you had you was it your friend Lewis, Louis Lewis that messaged you yesterday. I can't reveal my cow's information like that. Anyways, he had somebody message him yesterday and was like, "Okay, what's the topic going to be? Because I want to be able to ask specific questions, like related to the topic and." Instead of asking me what it is, Alex just goes, you want to answer him and hands me his phone. And I had like no context of what was going on. So I had to read the messages and I'm like, I don't want to know the content, I was man. Like, well, I can just tell you, he's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Like, I need to be surprised. You just answer his question. I was like, okay. So. <laughs> Louis, surprise, surprise. If you don't know by now, I'm sorry, buddy. Try again next week. <laughs> Who wins in a fight, Benson or a larger than average black bear? Black bear or Benson? <laughs> More bigger than average oh, black sorry. bear. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a very key point. Larger than average black bear or Chase Benson? Oh, I don't know. We have to pick one. Use some thought process. Why? It's illogical. <laughs> My brain can't. You don't. Um, you don't think Chase would frolic in the woods on occasion? Ba- larger baby, larger than average black bears frolic in the woods. I know Chase might. Well, I feel like I don't. I feel like the bear. I like a good underdog story. I'll give it to Chase. <laughs> All about the underdogs. <laughs> Don't worry, Chase. I'm voting for you. Which kind of bear is best? Another bear one. 
Um, uh, excuse me, everyone. This is a cow-related podcast. Yeah, I think uh, they're missing the um, wrong, wrong species, guys. I'm wrong sorry. Species. I would have to say anything but a grizzly bear. Um, any kind of bear that Chase can beat up. So, technically, for black sure, bear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with black bear. Okay, I don't have an answer. I I don't know <laughs> enough about bears to really pick the superior species. Moving with Chan and all the time. That's not a question, Brandon. <laughs> but you put a question mark after the fact. Wait. Okay. Oh. Are you sure it's not a question? Future plans. Owning a gym? Expanding? Moving? Moving? Moving. See, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. You have to throw in the puns. Otherwise, Alex doesn't like your oh. topics. Um... Honestly, we're kind of at a crossroads of either staying in Montana and trying to open up a gym or moving down to Florida and hopping in with all the Raw Revive crowd, trying to expand that way. Yeah, why not? Because it's not really definite. We were going to kind of wait till after. I mean, it's future plans. I mean, it's... Right. It's kind of about it's kind of about where we're at. So you're right. You just normally hold things a little bit closer to the vest than that. So I appreciate you sharing. My thing is nobody's listening to this. I'm just yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I mean, either either way, it's. it's really a win-win. I, either we we stay here and kind of continue to build on. Um, not not that either decision would, yeah, it's not be. Like it's either stay in Montana, work on your business, or move to Florida. Like, work work on my business and garner more experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, either either way, it's a win win. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We're what six weeks, five weeks, five weeks, five weeks, and a day or two. So yeah, five weeks. We're about five weeks from a trip to go down there for my buddy Addison's wedding yeah. and Jill. Can't forget Jill because you're in her side of the wedding. Yeah, we're both in the wedding. Yeah. We're going down um, to Florida, uh, Jupiter, Florida for their wedding. So we'll be actually staying in Stewart, um, which is where Rod and Revive are all housed in that area, St. Yeah. Lucie and uh, <clears throat> Stewart area. And so we're going to, we're making a little vacation out of it. We're going to go, we rented an apartment for the week and just kind of see what, what it's like down there. Cause neither, I mean, you've been, you were in Florida when you were what, like two, you went to something, like, something that. like that. So obviously, even though you've technically been there, you don't really have much memory around it. And I've never been to Florida. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity to just, when we originally booked it to just go for a week and see if we could see all of the people that we know and oh my god it's Chris spend time with some of our friends that are down there and then as this year has kind of progressed and we've had um some more networking opportunities it has kind of turned into a like well it might actually be a good opportunity to explore what moving down there might look like and feel like so um yeah it's a potential so. anyway to garner more experience yeah, it's definitely a, a culture down there. There's definitely a um, a lot of people in the industry that live down there. So there's a lot of opportunity to learn and network and 
grow your business from that aspect, but it's not like you're lacking any growth opportunities here in Montana either. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of just depends, but it's, it seems promising. But yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Check back with us later on that one, I guess. Arm day or hoof day? Hoof day always. I, I got to go with hoof day just because. It's cows. Yeah, cows. cows. <laughs> when are you both planning to compete again? Oh, look at that. I knew we were getting that. Um, she answered. She did. She I already didn't. answered my side, but Alex's answer is the same as always. He doesn't know. I will compete when Mr. Matty Ice Jansen decides I am ready to reveal what I have constructed. <laughs> um, whether that's this year, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like it won't be this year. I would be, I never would be surprised if you get all the way to the end of 2024 and haven't competed. Yeah. Like I see, like you're, you just started a cut phase. Mm-hmm. And so granted, you're not like pestering Matt. When, when am I doing a show next? Like you're just kind of along for the ride at the moment to see where you Trust your coach, to. man. Yeah, and I mean, you, obviously thing. you ask questions where you need to, so it's not like you're like blindly following, but it's also you're not in any hurry either because you see value in building so that you don't have to keep taking time off to try to quote-unquote build mm-hmm. while trying to rush to the stage as well. So, right. um, yeah, I would be very surprised if you're not doing a show by the end of 2024. But Let's say, let's say 2024. Yeah, sometime in there. I uh, hope, please. <laughs> I I would love to compete, but I also, just me being me, I want to win. Right. So you don't do anything subpar. So if I'm, if I'm not ready to win, it's really I, no point. The nice thing is, is you have a coach that feels the same way. Like he doesn't just put athletes on stage and put athletes on stage. Like he, like I'm sure if you asked him and you're like, dude, I need this because I need to be motivated to keep going, I'm sure he would work with you on that or try to help you find one that timeline-wise made sense for where you're at. But mm-hmm. he obviously has a lot of pro athletes and really high-performing pro athletes as well as high-performing amateur athletes, right? Like mm-hmm. some of his, not all of his athletes are pros. And so, but his, his athletes that get on stage, they do well. And so that's promising because obviously you both align on that side. It's not about the race to the stage. It's about withstanding the competition on the stage. Yeah. So, yeah. What else? So undecided. Undecided. But we'll we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about coaching? Um, Probably just interacting with people, honestly. Which is funny because you're not, I wouldn't necessarily like explain you to people as an extrovert. So the fact that the human connection part of it is what. I'm extroverted towards this stuff. I guess that's true because it's something you're passionate about. So it's a little different. I will connect with anybody on this stuff if they're also passionate about it too. So I agree. I can't really answer that because I don't coach. You're not a coach. Not you a coach. can't answer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what music genre do you both lift to? Oof. You've got like the white girl freaking 
booty popping stuff going. Yes, you do. Don't give me that. <laughs> I mean, there's some of it in there. Don't even also, give me that look. <laughs> I also have your shared playlist that you that I listen to. Yeah, that's where you hit all your PRs. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Sorry, not on glute day. Not true. <laughs> like, I just I listen to everything, but that's just coming from my background in dance. Like, if it has a good beat. I'll lift to it. I'll listen to it in the car. I'll, they don't have a specific like preference. It really just kind of depends on my mood and what kind of motivation I'm looking for. But yeah, I, mine's a hodgepodge. Honestly, it's, it's literally anything and everything. But with that being said, I love finding new music. So if anyone has any um, music recommendations or like go-tos for their workouts, share them with me. I'd love to hear them. What about you? Classic. That's such a hard question to answer. It's, it's freaking so. How about the genres I don't listen to? Sure. Trap rap, like dubstep, e electronic shit. I, I don't know what that is. It's just noise. Mm -hmm. It's literally just noise. <laughs> um, God, I want to say those are the two big things. God, I even listen to Walk a Flock on occasion. Like the other other than that, other than those two things, like anything's on the table, dude. <laughs> like God. Yeah. We're both we both enjoy music varieties. Yeah. But as far as like lifting to um, I I don't like I know you will listen you'll lift to country music or reggae. Like <laughs> to me, I'll list like I love that music for car rides. I'm not a huge fan of like lifting to that. Like for me, it definitely has to have a significant beat that like makes you want to move. And not saying that country music doesn't like I can dance to country music. It's not like it doesn't make me want to move. It's just a different vibe. Look at me in the eyes again. And say George Street doesn't have a beat. George I'm walking Street out that door. <laughs> it's I'm walking out that door. <laughs> I never said it doesn't have a beat. I said it's not something that I want to like. It's not motivating to like, well, lift to. I need to go buy some milk. I'll be back. You're never coming back. <laughs> that was the last time she saw him. You don't even drink milk. <laughs> I can't. It's your fault. It's not my fault. In the farm's water, the farm's water out here. Oh I swear to God, <laughs> there's something in it. My family has a lot of allergies, and Alex is convinced that because he, ever since he moved out here, he has also developed allergies. And he and my brother's fiance have this theory that it's the water, and when you drink it for a certain amount of time, you all of a sudden develop allergies. The reality behind it is we all have foods that we're better at processing. <laughs> the reality that. is no one's tested this water yet. Well, that's true. And there's a reason why this keeps happening. It's the same water as the seawater. It's hauled in on the truck. Has anyone tested that water? I didn't think so. Who's tested the truck? I, Alex, I don't know. Anyways, it's, I'm it's conspiracy. Everyone, I'm convinced that when you live with people, when you live with somebody who is in tune, Gilbert's slowly killing me, guys. This is a call say, for help. Like when you see, you notice that, like, hey, she doesn't eat that because it makes her feel like crap. The next time you eat it, you're like, hey, I feel like crap. Huh? Maybe I shouldn't eat that. 
you're just more aware of it. You've always probably felt like crap after you ate anything dairy. I've been very aware of the effects this water has (laughs) on my microbiome. All right. Is that all the questions? (laughs) Yeah. I assumed so since you went off the rails on the water. All right. Uh, Weekly, we're now bringing you Gilbert Family Conspiracies. (laughs) (laughs) It's my new segment. New segment on the podcast. <laughs> Wacky Wednesdays with Alex. Uh, you think I'm doing these on Wednesdays? I don't know. Maybe. If you get motivated enough to share all these like conspiracy theories, maybe you'll have your own Segway podcast. I don't know. All right. You ready to be done? <laughs> Good night. Let's go eat. All right. Everybody have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Don't drink the water. <laughs>